Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Amen. Isaiah 43, verses 18 to 21, please. It says, do not remember the former things. God is... It's almost God saying, it's an injunction, it's a commandment, you know, because why? He said, nor consider the things of old. He said, behold, I will do a new thing. So there is hope for you. It is not over. You are getting a new chance, a new opportunity. You are moving to a new level in the mighty name of Jesus. It says, now it shall spring forth. There shall be no more delay in the mighty name of Jesus. You see, God, it may be new to you, but it's never new to God because God is the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. What is a thousand years to come is now to him. So that's why it's relative. When he says new, it's new to us. It's new to us, but it's not new to God. It's always relative. And so you read scriptures how before the foundation of the world was laid, the Lamb of God had been slain and was talking about Jesus Christ. So before he announced the new covenant, he had done it. So it was now to him, everything is now, but it was new in terms of how it was unveiled because it's mysteries that were unveiled. And they said, so there will be no more delay in the mighty name of Jesus. So shall you not know it? I will even make a roadway in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The impossible becomes possible in your life. You are an overcomer in the mighty name of Jesus. The beast of the field will honor me. The jackals and the ostriches. Say, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my children. You are not here just to exist. Your life will be impactful in the mighty name of Jesus. Say, these people I have formed for myself. You are not a self-made person. You are God made in the mighty name of Jesus. There's a difference. We are moving to an era where self, you know, ceases to exist within the church in the mighty name of Jesus. Because it will all be about Jesus Christ. It will all be about what he has done. It will all be about what he has accomplished in the mighty name of Jesus. So they shall declare my praise. The shouts of joy and thanksgiving will not depart from your home. It will not depart from you in the mighty name of Jesus. You will exist for his praise and you will not fail in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, I give you thanks once again for the privilege, for the grace, and for the opportunity to stand to minister before your people. Father, I crave and I ask for your help. Because you are everything unto me. You are everything. My treasure, my priority. My sufficiency comes from you. It is you that makes sufficient. And so, Father, I lift myself to you as a vessel this morning. I ask that you think through my thoughts and speak through my vocal cords in the mighty name of Jesus. Indeed, and also if it's true, the entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. And we ask, let it be unto us according to your word in the precious mighty name of Jesus. Amen. The title of my message this morning is Apprehending the Reality of a New Dawn. When you apprehend, it's about comprehending. It's about realizing. It's about understanding. So when I say apprehending the reality, the reality means it's truth. It's not something that is fiction. It's not a notional idea. 
It is truth. They are spiritual realities. In so far as God is concerned. You see, God is not thinking about doing something new. It's done. We are just simply plugging into it by revelation. And when I say new dawn, you know new, it means that, you know, something that's existing that is just new to you. Dawn. Think about dawn. It means a new day. It could mean a period of time in season. And I chose that deliberately because from a dawn past, it could be a, a season, a period of time. It could be in days. It could be in months. It could be in years. And so you say, oh, a uh, person, oh, she's finished a time of mourning. Just for example. So they enter into a new period. And you see that across the Bible. You understand in terms of doing something new. Period. There was a period of time Moses was born. He spent some time in the palace. As a point, it entered into his heart. And decided I need to rise up as a deliverer for my people. But unfortunately, he didn't do it in the power and the grace of God. And so a new city had to arise where he had to go and spend 40 years, another 40 years in the wilderness. Sorry, in, in, let me not call you wilderness. It's sort of wilderness anyway, you know, but it was in Midian. And then when the season came, God appeared to him. That's another beginning, a new dawn. So it's in seasons, you can see it across time. You understand? You understand? And so it's a, about uh, seasons, it's about time. So I'm just saying this so that we just, just think it's one day. You understand? And something about when you think about it, it's about a new day. I just want to say a few things about a new day. You understand? When you think about a new day, three things. One, that every day is unique. It's not Groundhog Day. You can't have two similar days that are exactly alike. They are always variables. So it's not Groundhog Day. You understand? For any who have seen that movie, you know. So another thing you need to know, let me give an example. When God says forget the former things, you begin to understand the dimension is entering. When you hold on to yesterday in a new day, you cannot be fully functional. You cannot experience what is in stock for that day. So, for example, assuming I watched some events yesterday, and I'm, and I'm thinking about what I watched, and I'm supposed to be ministry, I'll be distracted, isn't it? I'll be confused, isn't it? I'll not fully be able to relay what God wants to say. You understand? And so, there's something about a new dawn is that you understand. You cannot afford to hold on to what belongs to yesterday. What that means is that it, it cannot rule over you. It's not as if we don't have memory, but it cannot be the mainstay. You understand? It cannot be the controlling factor of your new season. And the third thing I will say, this principle applies to spiritual realities. You understand? And we have a God who specializes in new beginning. In new beginnings. You know, it was Jeremiah that was in, who wrote Lamentation. Lamentation 3. We all know he said, The steadfast love of the love does not cease his mercies never come to an end or his compassion. They are new every morning. At the point in time, Jesus Christ, Luke chapter 4, Mark chapter 1, you know, he had finished ministering in Capernaum and done very great work. And they said to him, how ah, they are looking for you. Simon led, he said, you know, the cheerleader said, they are looking for you. And he said, no, 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 behold. And he said, no, I must also minister in other towns also. You understand? Saying, you know what, the realities are, we don't stay in, in, in one single spot. You understand? There's an unveiling, there's another dimension I need to enter into. Amen? And so, for us, a new beginning, a new dawn, it's one, let me just be clear, this one, it's not just for, for everyone. 
It's one, a new level of blessing in God. That's what it's all about. A new level of blessing. And I need to say that. You understand? I'm saying that consciously uh, because some, sometimes we say that, you know, we move from one level of glory to another level of glory. And so, let me give an example. In Genesis chapter 12, God appeared to Abraham. It was not Abraham then. Uh, which is why first God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia. In Genesis 12, he was in Haran. When you read the account in Acts chapter 7, you say he appeared to him in Mesopotamia. So, I don't want to go there. That's not the focus of my message today. So, which means something transpired in Genesis 11 until they, they got to, 11, to, to Aaron and God spoke to him again and said, the Lord had said to Abraham, he decided to move on. That was, he appeared to him. He experienced Jehovah as Lord. You understand? He experienced him. You understand? In Genesis 15, he entered a new reality. When God said to him, I'm your shield, your exceeding great reward. I hope I'm going level when we say we have experienced a new, a new beginning. It's entering a new dimension, a new reality in God. In Genesis 21, it will not experience God who turns captivity, you understand, into laughter. Because the covenant keeping God, who will now, you know, with the birth of Isaac, Isaac laughter. And then later on. He will know God, experience God as his provider. That's why we call it Jehovah Jireh. God is my provider. And so, I'm just explaining this new reality when we say a new thing. We're experiencing a new reality in God, a new level in God. And I've come to say to you in the mighty name of Jesus, this is the year of divine progress. We are experiencing another level of progress in the mighty name of Jesus. Please forgive me. I had to say that because sometimes when we talk about... Uh, one level, another spiritual blessing, another level of blessing, people automatically think new car. That's not what I'm talking about. Every Tom, Dick, and Harry, you understand? It's, that's not what God is into. By his providence, providence of all creature, creation, God will do certain things for all mankind, or else it will be evil. He does certain things for, both for those who are faithful and unfaithful. Pray, you express new opportunities in the mighty name of Jesus. For some people, it's a new lease of life. We remember the story of Ezekiah in 2 Chronicles. God said, put your house in order. For you were about to pass away. Transition. And Ezekiah turned his face and went to pray. Saw the face of the Lord. Said, and the Lord said, I'm adding 15 more years. I'm not sure Ezekiah... You know, set his house in order in those 15 years. He didn't. Um, and a new lease of life. Someone here, perhaps you feel you no longer have the strength to carry on. The Lord is giving you a new lease of life. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Holy Spirit is infusing you with strength in the mighty name of Jesus. And so, if these spiritual realities... Of what we are talking in terms of new dawn, moving from one level of glory to another, because God is doing new something new. It means that we must try to understand what the hallmarks or the characteristics or these attributes of, of the God's new dawn is. I said, God, I qualified it. And so I want to first of all look at another scripture. Um, please, before I explain, the first thing I want to say is that it is God orchestrated. When it is God orchestrated, it means it is planned organized, it is put together, it is managed by God. 
And you know one thing? If it is God orchestrated, it must be consistent with his nature. His plan. You know, his plans and his purposes. You know, and the agency through which he will do it is his church. Okay, Ephesians chapter 3. Please, NIV, NIV, multimedia. Ephesians chapter 3. See, anything God will do will, must be consistent with his nature. Is righteous. He is just. Okay. And we're going to 11. So I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given to me through the working of his power. power. Again, we know God is powerful. Although I'm less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given to me, was that grace to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ. Verse 9. And to make plain to everyone the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things as creator of nature. His intent was that now, you now begin to see, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God, that's his plan, should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms, according to his eternal purpose that is accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. So I said, anything God's new done must be orchestrated by God. Period. And if it is orchestrated by God, it must be consistent with his nature, which I've explained, consistent with his plans and purposes. And God has a plan. The kingdoms of this world must become the kingdoms of our God and his Christ. He has his plans, he has his purposes. And so everything with respect to new dawn must be God orchestrated. It must be in line. And if it's orchestrated by him, it must be in line with his nature, consistent with his nature, consistent with his plans and his purposes. And the agency, primary agency by which he drives it through is his church. <laughs> I remember I had to correct someone. Say, oh, I said, no, no, no. The person was just, you know, some of these Christians who talk or misyan, as we call it, you know, out of as if the church is not important. Looking at all the faults of church, and I have to say, God will not do anything without his church. So if you want to step out of the church, good luck. Because we've just finished the Olympics. Generally speaking, with the Olympics, you have IOC, isn't it? Isn't it like the IOC? They are the governing bodies. So everything that requires a participant, organized sport, must have a governing authority. So that's why God is the governor of this new door, of this new beginning. You can't do it without him. The second thing I want to say in terms of what we call the, whether we call it the attributes, characteristics of this new dawn, is it's unusual. Amen. I re we read that scripture, you know, just to keep it short to summarize. Paul was saying, you know what, I've been given a commission, you know, to minister the mysteries of God to the Gentiles. To preach it and to talk about the administration of this grace. He said, the grace was given to me. I'm just paraphrasing and summarizing. And totally, you know, so that it, when it's proclaimed, he said that the, the, the rulers and authorities, even the heavenly realms, themselves may know about it. You see, when I say God doesn't do anything outside of his church, even uh, uh, rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms have to come and learn about certain things that God is doing through his church because God unveils it through his church. And so, when I say it's unusual, you understand? It's not the norm. It's God's track. It's not human track. It's not, like I said, it's not about you. Oh, okay, I uh, went to school, finished university at 21, got a job. That's normal. What God does, it's the unusual. Okay. It's about, let me, if I put scripture, it's about raising the poor from the dust. 
and sitting in among palaces. In the name of Jesus, anyone that you feel right now, that the world is looking at you as if you are the dung of the world, the Lord will lift you up in the mighty name of, because that is what God specializes in. It's not usual for the Son of God, God himself, to take on human form, to come and die. The gospel itself, which is the power of salvation, it's not usual to be talking about uh, the Son of God came in human form, lived among men, died for our sins, was raised up for our justification. Now he's ascended. It's not normal. Yet it is the power of God for salvation. It is not usual. And that's why Christianity is unique. It's not a gospel that any other religion can talk about. It's not usual for someone who is a blasphemer. A persecutor. That's how Paul described himself to Timothy in 1 Timothy. To be chosen. Who persecuted the church? To be chosen to be the one who will carry, be a carrier. Giving the grace to minister and the mysteries of the, of the kingdom to the Gentiles. It's like God calling someone who's Al-Qaeda, ISIS, or Boko Haram. And saying, okay, uh, I've added your days up. I'm turning up. I'm recommissioning you. I'm, you have a new beginning. You know Paul too had a new beginning. Saul became Paul. It's not just, that doesn't mean you should go and change your name. It was a new commission. God said, okay, there's an end of an era. A new dawn has emerged. You need to do something new. It's like God saying, you know what, there is something new. Say, okay, Boko Haram, yeah, okay, enough, enough, it's enough. I'm now revealing myself, the God of God. I'm revealing myself to you. I'm Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world, whom you have been persecuting. Now go and preach. It's unusual. It's unusual. It's not the norm. It's unusual. I'm just giving you the things that you will know. Let me give another example because this Olympics. Okay. The Blue Riband event in the Olympics is the 100 meters men's final. Okay. Okay. When you talk about, okay, when they are talking about 4 by 100, 100 meters men, okay, which countries would you mention traditionally speaking? Eh? Jamaica. Which other country? USA, which other country? Great Britain. Those are the three. Exactly. You know, those are the you will not and Canada. You will not mention Italy. And yet, the unusual happened. <laughs> Italy won the hundred meters male spider. They won the relay. If we thought that was a joke, you know, you already you can say, ah, maybe mistake. Then they won the four by hundred again. That's unusual. It's almost got a new beginning for Italy. They said, all the shame of the coronavirus pandemic. I have a new beginning for you. So that people won't remember. You know, you will not be forever labeled by coronavirus. They said, I'm giving you a new beginning. You know, Italy won Eurovision contest. They won Euro, Euro 2020. I mean, what, what sort of new... Uh, God has given them new beginning. Amen. <laughs> All of you have even forgotten about where they were counting numbers in thousands every day that were there. You, go, hey, you are now remembering the lead, the Euro 2020 champions. Amen. That's what's called new beginning. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> a new beginning. I see a new beginning for you in the mighty name of Jesus. You have been labeled and you have been called names known by undefined circumstances. Now is your time. Now is the day. In the mighty name of Jesus, the change your cause, the change appears. In the mighty name of Jesus, plug in in the mighty name of Jesus.
if it's a mystery, it comes with instruction and direction. That's my third point. Psalm 32 verse 8, one of the scriptures I love, I will instruct you and teach you in the way that you should go. Do not be like the horse or the mule who have no understanding. So I said, that, look, when you look at Paul and Paul wrote and said, you know what, you need to know. I'm going to keep to time, so I'm, I may need to stop. Well, maybe I'll just, ah, I need to do one more. Okay, and Paul said, these mysteries that were made known, because it's by revelation. If it's a mystery that is hidden in God, it's only by revelation that it can be known. He said, he's called it unsearchable riches that are in Christ Jesus. You can't search it out. So it, it must come with instruction and direction via revelation. And that means prayer and study of the word. Prayer. It was Paul that wrote in that Ephesians 1. He said, I pray that God will grant you to be filled with the spirit of prayer. Wisdom and understanding in the knowledge of you, that the eyes of your understanding may be open. In that Ephesians thing which he wrote, he said, I've written this message so that when you read it, you too may understand. The fourth thing, which, I, which is where I will stop, I put people with the right mindset. And this one, I'm going to go back to the scripture that we have in the earlier in the year, which we all know. Because Paul is an arch archetype or, or an example of this mindset. People were... Philippians 3, 13 to 14, that is. It said, brethren, I do not count myself to have, to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forget it. It was obeying God's instruction, forget the former things. Amen. Those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Amen. I mean, if I put the life of Paul, he said, I do not consider myself to have attained anything. I do not consider myself to be made. But one thing I do, I forget those things which are beneficial. While retaining the picture of what God has done for me, it's important. See, when God says forget the former things, it does not mean forget where God has taken you from. Because you need a protection, a tool against pride. Every human being is subject to pride. Huh. We need it. When he was writing to Timothy, he said, I, look, in this Ephesians, he said, I'm the least of all God's people, of all saints. He remembered where God took him from. In this dispensation, it's not about gold, it's about God. We cannot afford to make the mistake of Ezekiah. Ezekiah was sick and gone to death. And God, in his infinite mercy, healed him. And then there were envoys from Babylon. They came to inquire of him. Their purpose was to come in and say, wow, we have God does it. Instead of declaring the wonders of God, they went to show them gold. The days of gold are over. It's a new dispensation. Forget the format. He said, I do. I've just summarized Paul's life. I'll repeat again. I do not consider myself to be attained. I'm not self-made. But I put aside those things that are not beneficial, that will injure me. From following the plans and purposes of my Savior for my life. While rem remembering how far he has brought me. What he has done in my life. If I summarize, that's Paul's life. I've just summarized. I'm not going to go further. I will take one more because of time. Am I in that scripture, I will say it is transformative. And that's where I'll end. Transformative. That's the fifth one. Why is it transformative? In that scripture in, in, in Isaiah 43, which we read, it said the wild beasts, the wild animals, Said so they will honor me, the ostriches and the jackals. I'll just say three things briefly, a few things briefly. While that, when beasts are mentioned in the Bible, it does not mean 
symbolically, it means a person who's unthinking. And it's not just uh, godless people. And a child of God who can become unthinking. So Psalm 73 said, oh, said, I was like a beast in your presence when it considered the prosperity of the wicked. And I did not understand their hand until I entered the assembly. You see the purpose again. Assembly of your people. Then I understood their hand. He mentioned jackals. Jackals and ostriches, they have two things in common. They, they both, they can dwell in desolate places. And so you are bringing where there are rings. You are bringing a change in the mighty name of Jesus. Your presence will command a change in the life of people in the mighty name of Jesus. I know something about ostriches. They are cruel. When you read Job 39, I believe, that's why they are the ones that will lay their egg and not take care of it properly, not mindful that something can trample upon them. So they are known for their cruelty. So your gospel, this gospel can transform lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Go to do something. Look, this thing cannot be done by man. That's why when God orchestrates, it's impossible for us to do. And so Paul in Ephesians said, God's gift is grace towards me. I just want us to cry out for one minute and say, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I cry out for help. Help me, Lord, in this new beginning. I cannot do it on my own. I cannot apprehend that which you are doing. I need your help. I need your help. Lord, I need your help. I need your help. I need you. I need you. I need you. You, I need you. You, I need you. You are my one defense, my righteousness. Lord, I cannot do it on my own. I've tried so many times through human effort and I've failed. And I've come to the reality that I've reached the end of myself. I ask that you take over, Lord, that you may take all the glory in the precious, mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. We'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message. Please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110. Or you visit our website on www.hccenter.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again.